recording now. Okay. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Welcome, everybody, to Married at the Movies, the podcast where a married couple discuss their often very different take on movies. I'm Sean. And, and I'm Monica. And uh, in this week's episode, we'll be discussing another full week of Thanksgiving, including The Money Pit, Punchline, Sully, Hologram for the King, The Terminal, That Thing You Do, and... We'll be joined by our second guest, our good friend Chris Woodward of Parents Just Don't Understand podcast, to discuss Joe versus the Volcano. Uh, and then after that, everyone knows what time it is. It's time for our Power Hankings! That's right, we'll, we'll round out our Power Hankings going into our final week next week Aww. of Thanksgiving. No. Oh, it's sad, but, but also... kind of not. <laughs> we could talk more about that next yeah. week. Uh, first up for this week, though, was The Money Pit. And the seminal Tom Hanks comedy. Yeah. And For a reason. For an absolute reason. This is just a laugh riot. It's hilarious. It's... I mean, there are movies that kind of space out laughs... You know, mm -hmm. you get like a really funny part in the first 20 minutes and then it's like... Save another funny one for yeah, later. Yeah, it drags a little bit. This one, they just kept coming. Oh I don't think I gosh. stopped laughing for the first 45 Especially minutes. once, I mean, once everything started falling apart. Yes. And the, and like that scene where the, where the electricity like starts to spark mm -hmm. and it starts with one socket mm -hmm. and then it just goes along the whole wall and he's opening up the cabinets <laughs> and cabinet and he's just, he's just watching it burn through everything and it's just it, it just never stops you're no. like okay it's gonna stop here oh no no wait there's more no there's more things that are falling down now and then the turkey flies through the window oh my god and, and then, then the little thing <laughs> pops out <sighs> if you haven't seen this movie do yourself a favor because yes. if you can't find the joy in this thing, then I you need you know I don't know you need to talk to me about why <laughs> you don't understand what funny is because just his reactions, oh his body gosh. language, and his like vocal performances and yeah. everything that's going wrong is just perfection. Yeah. I mean, he. There are movies in this where I have seen Tom Hanks be like, oh, wow, Tom Hanks is a fantastic, dramatic actor. You know, yes. he's making me feel things that I didn't previously know like mm -hmm. Hanks was necessarily capable of because I didn't see those types of sure. movies. Like Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Right. This is the other side of that coin. Didn't where know it's he like, could be this funny. <laughs> he is a comedic genius. Yes. He really is because he can... It, we've seen now, this is like slapstick, over the top, mm -hmm. funny. We've seen kind of a little bit of that in um, uh, The Man With One Red Shoe yes. as well. But then there's that's also... That's a different kind of... That's funny because it's ridiculous and making fun of itself. Mm -hmm. This is funny. I mean, it is a little ridiculous that all that stuff goes wrong, but yeah. all of it could go wrong. Right. It is usually not at that yeah. at that same time. But then we've also seen like his comedy in like The Burbs and we've mm -hmm. got Dragnet coming up, which is like I feel like gonna be a de very a different, different kind, yeah. kind of funny Hanks and just like a buddy comedy. Yeah. Well and Bachelor Party's coming up too and that's Yeah. We haven't seen that type of interaction yet. Yeah. He's just But the scene as soon as the movie was over, we went back to and rewatched mm -hmm. The scene when the bathtub falls through the ceiling. The laugh is... It... Oh my... I had tears in my eyes. 
laughing so, so hard good. at his reaction to that. Just the first blurt that he lets out of the <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, it kills me, and I can still picture his face and just the absolute <laughs> just a guy at the end of his rope mm-hmm. that literally can't be angry anymore or, or like it's either laugh anymore. or cry yeah. yeah it's just it, it's the only thing he has left and it's all coming out at this moment and it is just so, so good i think what's so great about it too is um how much i enjoyed it despite how predictable it was like you know, oh my god, oh, the bathtub's gonna fall through. Oh, yeah. oh, that's gonna come, oh, you know, like, they'll even hint, like, their foreshadowing is, I don't even know if you can call it foreshadowing, because it's not so hidden. Yeah. Like, running in, oh, we thought the oven was broken. You're like, oh, something later is gonna happen with the oven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but it was still, it still managed to surprise me at how funny it was. Mm-hmm. Like when all this, when all their scaffolding's up, you're like, oh, that's going to fall down. Yeah. But the way that it happened was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And that even though I knew like exactly what was going to go wrong in some of the ways, mm-hmm. it was still hysterical. Yeah. There are some good like switcheroos where like, you know, they start working on something and you think like oh that's gonna break but then something like completely yeah, different yeah, yes. breaks for no good reason <laughs> you know and that's that's good too but yeah the one thing i will say about this um you know shelly oh is it shelly duvall or shelly long mm, i forget i think it might be long yeah i don't know i think long is right i think duvall is the shining um she's great too and she plays things a little more straight than hanks and yeah. i think it's a it's a great duo um yeah it is shelly long uh it's a great duo and a great chemistry that they have together mm-hmm. that well obviously once they split up you know spoilers i guess <laughs> um it it's less funny True. you know because they, they're not playing off each other as much and i think you know that would be like my only criticism of mm-hmm. it is that it well does... that's the funny the funny comes from like their relationship of like this was a good idea. No, it's gonna be okay. Yeah. It's gonna be great. So when the, one of them goes away, they don't have to try to convince the other one mm-hmm. that this is gonna be okay. Yeah, they can just kind of like own their sadness, <laughs> right? And yeah. regret. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just saying the the thing that like just keeps it from like perfection mm-hmm. for me is when it does drag because. They have to play out the drama between them. Yes. You know, and it can't... There needs to be some other conflict besides just the house and things going wrong. Yeah. But that's where my criticism came in. Um, The only thing that really prevented me from, you know, saying it was perfect is the the reason for their conflict. Um, You know, her, like, getting back with her ex-husband possibly for a night. And it's kind of a really big deal. And she makes it seem like Tom Hanks is making too big of a deal out of it. And mm. is like, well, until you forgive me, I can't forgive you for not forgiving me for this. And, you know, that's what Sorry, it I'm is. trying to diagram that sentence. Well, that's head. what she, she was like. Oh, yeah. you, oh, you forgive me? Okay. Like, she doesn't let him be mad about that. He doesn't have a right to be mad about that. Yeah. And I was... That was a little irritating to me that, like, mm-hmm. he has absolutely every right to be angry about this. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it is. That yeah. if it was something, I almost prefer it was something else. Yeah. That, you know, that she went 
on a date with an old boyfriend to talk about her feelings or something like that mm-hmm. to create because it was and to me it was a, a big deal maybe i'm just looking at that yeah. as a married person and i would be like that would make me really angry yeah well <laughs> yeah. i would think so yeah sure uh, so that was the only thing and and like their reconciliation was like oh you don't you do forgive me Oh, good. Well, I didn't do it anyway, so great. <laughs> now we kiss and it's over. Like, that was, you know, that's my only complaint about it. But everything, <laughs> I just remember too when, he, uh, when the stairs get installed. Yeah. His reaction. Oh, he's right. like, stairs! <laughs> and yeah. he's like running up Running and up and down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some great physical comedy from Hanks. Oh, really? Oh, he's... <laughs> and he's hanging off when the stairs fall down mm-hmm. and she steps on his fingers. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No, overall, just that's to me that is a good comedy. Yeah. When I'm like, oh my god, do you remember that part? And oh my gosh, I forgot about this part. And you you remember it, and it makes you laugh mm-hmm. even when you're not. You you're just replaying it in your head. Absolutely, and an, yeah, an incredibly effective comedic tour de force. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, would you rate it? I gave it a nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Yes. yes. Great. I'm. Uh, I went nine point five. Yeah. I'm, That's fair. Yeah, it's just this short of perfection. It is so, so much fun. Yes. Go watch it. Yes, please do yourself a favor in these these tough times right now. The Money Pit will give you a good, oh, it isn't even that long, 90 minutes. This will give you a good 90 minutes of laughter. Yeah. We're here with Chris Woodward, one of my best friends and co-host of the Parents Just Don't Understand podcast, which is about children's media, parenting, and the nature of childhood. And we brought him on today to discuss one of his favorite Tom Hanks films, Joe versus the Volcano. Uh, We watched it on Tuesday for the first time. Both of us had never seen it. Mm -hmm. So, Chris, can you explain (laughs) just what this movie is? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me on here. Uh, It's Yes, I've been following along. So I came prepared. Uh, I have my Dukes up, so I'm ready uh, to. Okay. to <laughs> I, I, I've been following along with Sean's uh, increasing antipathy, uh, antipathy towards Big Ryan. So uh, I'm, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I love Joe versus the volcano because it's an atypical. It's a rom com with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, but it's like an atypical one. Like it's not. It's this, the typical, you know, man, man and woman fall in love and blah, blah, blah. It's I, I, I but because and there's so much more going on it on in it because Meg Ryan uh, is playing not just one character. She's playing three different characters. Yeah, three different, very yeah. different characters. Three times the Meg Ryan. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and one yeah. of them's got an amazing accent going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, what I, I particularly like about it is particularly the, the the opening half of the movie uh, where it's going through uh, Joe's um, life uh, as like a corporate drone. And mm-hmm. it's, it's very surreal and it's very um, stagey uh, like it's, and, and very like art directed. Like it's it, for John uh, Patrick Shanley, the guy who wrote and directed it, th- this was his very first movie he directed. And he, he came from like a writing background and that for somebody to have that kind of visual um you know dexterity your first time out is pretty impressive i think but i i just think the 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 oppressive nature of his corporate drony life in, in um i think it's staten island or queens or something like that uh it, it's just it's just very it, it really i think it really speaks a lot 
um, to, you know, everybody, everyday existence. Um, and then like to contrast it with his, you know, adventurous, increasingly adventurous side, uh, going to, uh, the Island of, uh, Wapen, Wapenu or Wapa, Wapa, Woe or something. I, I forget what it's called. What it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that it just, it's, to, it, to put it really succinctly, it's a movie movie. Like this is not, it's not realistic. It's, it's not like, it, it's just a fun, to, to me, it's a fun movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with the first, like the first part being very well done and it like mm-hmm. really sets the stage for you, especially with that opening credits mm-hmm. and like the entire, you know, like the, bottleneck of people getting in and uh, that whole thing and the crushing mm-hmm. of the flower and mm-hmm. I, yeah that was really yeah like yeah. the visual um like up overhead and you see like the maze that they're sort mm-hmm. of following yeah like that was and the the one the boss where I, i'm not gonna argue with you over this whatever yeah. his name is. i'm yeah. not gonna and he just like yeah. keeps and like right away, you're like, oh my god, he needs to quit this job. This is terrible. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. definitely, I I agree. Yeah, that the be the beginning was. Yeah. Did a nice job setting yeah. it all up, and then like, oh, he's has a brain cloud. Brain. Now. Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> with. with- and, and coming from Robert Stack, who, you know, we're, yes. I'm so used to him from, uh, you know, Unsolved Mysteries. And it's just yep. like, yeah. oh, no, a brain cloud. <laughs> what's, yeah. what's, what's, I was waiting for an her? update at the end of the movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I I wished I had been clued in before I started watching that this doesn't necessarily take place like in the real world. Mm-hmm. You know, that there are like absurdist even surreal like mm-hmm. moments to it because i don't think i was prepared for that right you know well um, i I, okay. I i bought a copy of it on blu-ray recently and the cover is just so regular like you know yeah. rom-com like they're back to back and like there's a volcano in the background and it's just like it, it looks like any other movie that you would have seen in the it, 90s it, but and i was i knew you know, we had talked about Thanksgiving when I had put the idea together and you're like, that sounds amazing. And then you said, you specifically said Joe vs. Volcano is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, Chris likes this movie. You know, we have very similar yeah, tastes. Yeah, we generally yeah, line like, up. It's going to be cool. <laughs> and then we asked you if you wanted to be on yes. and you sent me a picture of that Blu-ray and you're like, I'm watching it now. And I was like, wait, what is this movie? Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> I had no idea Meg Ryan was in it. And I was yeah. like already, I thought I was over the hump <laughs> with Meg Ryan. Right. Was, like we got through Sleepless in Seattle and we got through um, the uh, around the corner with the- Oh, you got mail. You got mail. You got mail, yeah. And I was like, okay, clear sailing from here on out. And then you sent me that and I was like, oh no. <laughs> but I will say, and this might surprise you, this is probably my favorite Meg Ryan role out of everything that she's done. That's fair. Yeah the third one okay yes <laughs> the first one is fine like mm-hmm. i was like this is cool at least she's like playing a character the one like, where she is the receptionist yeah, yeah. yeah okay. with the short hair yeah it was like okay she's like she's weird but she's playing a character and it fits this movie like mm-hmm. really well like, yeah she's an inhabitant of this world that they're creating and it yeah it totally works the second one was just like oh that was please terrible. stop talking i cannot stand <laughs> yeah it, it was kind of a weird not like not quite valley girl not quite like mid-atlantic like rich person voice kind of, yeah it was weird it, it was very strange i i i think big ryan I, i'm not 
I mean, to, to, in fairness to you, Sean, I am not a Meg Ryan fan in general. Like I, I, you know, I can't really pinpoint a movie, but I, I, I that I think she's fantastic in, mm-hmm. I think she's very good in this movie. Yeah. Um, Cause I, she, she shows a pretty a range that she's not given in other movies and she's yeah, allowed right. to be a little bit more um, silly and goofy mm-hmm. uh, than like, cause the other movies uh, she's in, she's more, it's more like, Oh, I'm silly and goofy, but in like, I'm just such a cute in such a cute right. way. Like, so you know, I'm just, cute. I'm just a small bean kind of way but like this this is uh more goofy like you know just really like going for the actual comedy of it like not just trying to endear you and i I think it's she's she's great in it um and uh tom hanks i i I did for i have to say i I forgot until this time around this is like my you know fourth or fifth i don't i don't even know because it used to be on tv all the time so Mm -hmm. that's that's how i first started watching it uh I forgot Tom Hanks had has this awful mullet at the beginning. Oh Yo, my wow. lord! So bad. It is terrible. Yeah. yeah. So bad. I, I was so I was I, I so I, I I really forgot about that, and I was really glad when he uh, Aussie Davis, who played the the uh, chauffeur, to took him to get yeah. get the hair done. So. Yeah, that, that um that whole scene was funny with the chauffeur. Mm-hmm. and like taking him all the different places um, yeah i like that it's just like once once they got to the island like it was just like what is it yes. a rom-com yeah is it funny is it i it was just very yeah. it was also slightly i feel like kind of racist like the well yes. like the portrayal yeah. of yeah. island people it was yes so by nathan lane Nathan yeah. Lane and yeah, Ava Goda. White yeah. Guy and yeah. It was just, so that was a little off-putting. I was like, right. hey, this is really stereotyping. And- well, and <laughs> I don't know if you if you you noticed, because they kind of like breeze through it, but they they try and get around that by saying they're descendants of like a like Jewish people. tribe and then yeah. like something yeah. else. So it's like this blend of like Polynesian, Jewish, and something else. So that's where you get like uh you know. A Vigoda up there going Oive and stuff like that. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's um, but it, it still just comes across as like yeesh, like collar yeah. tugging, like depiction, like yeah, what's going it's on still, here? In my opinion, not as bad as Volunteers though was. Well, right. yeah, Volunteers was yeah was really yes. bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> poor Getty Watanabe. Volunteers yeah. was like a very clear Asian culture. This was sort of yeah. like I don't I don't really know which culture it was being yeah offensive too <laughs> yeah like probably yeah. all people that four. live on islands <laughs> yeah. like i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. That, that well, I, I also struck me this time um how little time he actually spends on the island um yeah. you know in my memory that's always such a big part of it but it's it's really like the last like 10 to 15 minutes of the movie yeah it's almost as much time as he spends on the trunks right yes <laughs> just passed out yes that's yes. was funny <laughs> yeah. his, his dancing yeah yeah on that that was fun you, well, yeah, you they don't this... spend any time together i, I no. think i've said this so often yeah in these movies mm-hmm. is like these people fall in love with like no interaction right like yeah. caesar then she's yeah she's sleeping out most of the time. time yeah and then they're on an island and then it's like i love you right like, you don't even like do you even know each other's like middle name like you don't yes. know anything yes. about each is that, other right is that a prerequisite yes love? <laughs> you have to know the other person's middle name or lack thereof uh yeah to, that's true yes i don't have one so. yeah. <laughs> um it, oh no it's just I, I don't know i mean yeah i know it's i know it in like romantic comedies it's 
really unrealistic, you know, chance meetings and things like that, but they still at least like talk and Mm -hmm. get to know each other or like have that moment of like, Oh, look at how cute he is with his little nephew. Oh, I love him. You know, something like that. Where this is just like they're yeah. standing over a burning volcano, and she's like, "I love you." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> let me jump in a volcano with you. Yeah. Like yeah, that uh, was a little. Yeah. I, I I think. Well, I think this movie, um, the romantic angle, is kind of less important than just the comedy or, 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 you know, so it's, it's, you know, it's not really quite trying to do exactly what sleepless in Seattle or, or you've got mail is is trying to do. So I'm a little bit more forgiving of that kind of angle of Mm -hmm. of it, but you're, you're right. They, they, they don't really spend any time. And the, the, I love you really comes out of nowhere, especially in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Cause you're like, I I can see where she's like, really respects his, like, you know, his newfound joie de vivre because he's like, no, thinks he's going to die and stuff like that, which is, you know, ironic that he, you know, he finally has this lease, new lease on life, even though he knows he's going to, or he thinks he's going to go end it. But, um, Mm -hmm. So I, I, but um, I, I could see where that comes from, but yeah, like the, the, I love you. I'm going to jump in the volcano with you really came that, that does yeah. kind of. And, uh, and even like her character, okay. You get like, she's been living off of her father and she mm-hmm. wants to pursue her own thing. Yes. And then, oh, but now she's going to jump in this volcano. Yes. <laughs> but well, it didn't really. The boat's gone. So yeah. Right. But it, didn't, it didn't really line up with like, he has a reason you know, he's going to be heroic because he thinks he's going to die anyway. Yes. She was, you know, gung-ho and getting this boat and sailing and doing things on her own. Mm -hmm. But what, just because she loved him, she was going to go into him. Yes. (laughs) Yep. Yep. No, I, yeah, I I can't really explain that part. I will say (laughs) it almost seems like it's a send up of their other romantic comedies, you know, almost. but I believe it came out chronologically first. Uh, I believe you're right. Yeah, I think it was before Sleepless in Seattle, which is just weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it it is. It's it's almost yeah. It, it's kind of like a a a proactive satire of their later movies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they were just trying to see how uh, do people like this? Did they think it was funny? So let's see how we can uh, yeah. improve it now. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, what I I particularly liked and it struck me more this time too, is how, um, you know, the, the, the whole story's kicked off because he's told he has a brain cloud, like we said. And then it turns out that, you know, that was a lie made up by a rich guy trying to get mineral rights for this Island. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I like, I like that, um, aspect of it. Uh, and that, and then, uh, the really awesome performance, this had, this does have some really good performances, um, from some really great actors like, uh, mm-hmm. Lloyd Bridges as, as the millionaire or multimillionaire yeah. guy. He's, he's just so off the wall and he's just, he's really, really funny. I think the part that it went like off the rails for me was when they jumped into the volcano. Yeah. <laughs> and just like, I mean, I knew they weren't, I was like, they're not going to die. Like yeah. some things, but yeah. I was waiting for something to stop them from jumping in. And then like that, just the shooting. <laughs> so, so yeah, ridiculous. yeah. That 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 definitely felt like a first draft. I'll think of something better later, and they just yeah. never went back to it. Yeah. Well, this, yeah, we'll just have the volcano shoot them right back out. Yeah. And, and was there? I can't remember now. Was there ever? I almost would have preferred, like a because the movie is kind of fantastical. Mm-hmm. I would have preferred like an explanation as to why, like your intentions were true. So, oh, we, yeah. you know, we can't accept your sacrifice or something like, yeah. something something like mystical like that, because it was, mm-hmm. 
it had that element of like real, you know, realism and yeah. fantasy. It would yes. have been kind of, it still would have been cheesy, but it might have been kind of fun to be like, oh, the volcano gods said, yeah. We accept, yeah. but re- but also reject your sacrifice. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, and eject your sacrifice. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and this this is definitely something that jumped out on me this time that I've never caught before. But uh, Monica, you mentioned um, the the you know the opening credit scene. Um, there's like kind of like the zigzag that they're they're going through to the factory that they work at in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, and that's also the logo of their their factory. But then. Um, at the very end of the movie, when they're all, when the tribe is going up to the, the rim of the volcano, mm-hmm. the pattern of uh, them with their torches makes the same zigzag. Oh, cool. Um, maze. And I, I, you know, I was kind of like, well, that's, that's really cool. First of all, and I was trying to think of like, what could that possibly mean? And I, I, I'm thinking that it, it kind of is trying to con- contrast the like drudgery uh, going through the motions of like with, um, you know, going through corporate world, like, you know, this is something we have to do. This is mm-hmm. the way that the world is set up. And then with the same way that the, the tribe is do, going through the motions of, this is what we have to do. We have to go throw this guy in the volcano. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's just going through the same motions. Yeah. And so no matter where you go, it's, it's, it's you're, you're just kind of following, following the, the path. Yeah. That's and a good inter- point. It's interesting then that he's the only one to break out of both of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, you know, yeah. no one on the island volunteered to go to the volcano. And exactly. then everybody is stuck in that, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. And I can't blame him. Orange soda is delicious. So I don't want to yeah. jump in a volcano. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a good way to think about it. And where we can look at these people on the island and be like, that's so stupid that they do that. Why would they, why do they have to throw someone into a volcano? But mm-hmm. people can easily say like, that's stupid. Why would you go to a job that you hate? Right. And like, you know, let yep. somebody treat you the way the boss treats him yeah exactly so it's all kind of about that perspective yeah, yeah. that's really cool yeah that's deep yeah. man I didn't yeah well i i hope i can bring a deeper appreciation to this movie for you guys yeah. which i i know you'll come you'll run to go revisit soon so uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be last on my list honestly no. i feel like i need to give it a fair shake but yeah now that was, you kind of know what's going on that you can yeah i was blindsided by like yeah what of it all yeah yeah. well and and since this is hanksgiving what what do we think about um tom hanks's performance in this it was interesting it's very not like in his you know yeah Um, well and he was so he was very passive i thought like he's very much kind of everything kind of just happens to him and it's not like he's kind of just like except for the one part where he like finally quits his job at the beginning yeah. um but so then everything just, else still yeah that part i just remember when, the, when he like takes the hand yes off, oh yeah like, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. then he turns the the wheel yes and he's like i've always wanted to do that yeah, happened. <laughs> yeah. i yeah I, th- I think it's pretty good tom hanks like uh comedy stuff like it's mm-hmm. it's um you know up there with uh the burbs and um other other um comedy things of his of that era mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely um yeah he's got some good physical moments in it too where mm-hmm. he just makes like a weird decision to like walk a certain way or, mm-hmm. or you know do an action in some way that got mm-hmm. me a couple times yeah. yeah but you're right his character is kind of passive so yeah there, he doesn't have a lot of reaction to things yeah and right. it's not really um dialogue heavy yeah. right so. 
Yeah. He looks really dashing in that tux at the end, I have to say. He does. <laughs> yeah. He's a handsome man. Yeah. And, well, well actually, after the mullet. Yes, yeah. right. Oh, yeah, when, once they clean up the mullet, then then he's he's much better looking. Yeah. That was that was really painful. Oh, if he can lose that through the whole film, it would be like two to three points lower on my scale. To yeah. Be with you, yeah. How can anyone let him do that? <laughs> I know. Well, and, and it wasn't just the mullet. I, I'm pretty sure they they put on like tons of makeup to look like make him look so sickly under like yeah. those those mm-hmm. fluorescents and things like that because he he really did look like death like under in in those mm-hmm. in that office. It's funny that you're like, you know, he's passive and that's not really Hanksy, but for me, like, you know, his most famous role is Forrest Gump and I feel like that's super passive as well. Right. That's true. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. No, it's, but it's because... I knew it would get her going. (laughs) But it's because of his placement in things that those things happened. Like, he's not just there for the events. He's making those events happen around him little column a little column here you're just wrong about that hey <laughs> yeah yeah it's a really good movie <laughs> yeah i'll say i'll probably watch this again before watching forest Gump. yes yeah. well forest Gump is i mean long and it is yeah. long it's, but a, I mean, it's, it's a different kind of thing yeah you know? i yeah. could yes i could watch this again more easily yeah yep i just don't know i'm not so sure if i want to <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know you like it. It's, yeah. No. Maybe maybe it just needs a second look. Sometimes comedies the first time around, you don't really get them. And then like dumb and dumber. We saw saw that in the movie you theater. Didn't get it? No, well like <laughs> was it over your head? No, like <laughs> I didn't get why it was funny. Okay. okay. Like we left the movie. I saw that with my family. I think like we left the movie theater like that was stupidest movie it was so dumb and then well, then it's like yes. that was the stupidest movie it was yes. so dumb yes. yeah it, it does take a while to you know embrace like stupidity like just like yeah. just like sometimes like you know i, I think for, i mean for my my you know growing up i was very I, I I will admit to being very pretentious. So I was like, oh, I want to like all these like arty stuff and I want to, mm-hmm. but then sometimes you just want to throw on something and laugh at like exactly. you know, really dumb bathroom jokes. And yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a similar experience with uh, Dude, Where's My Car? Oh God. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we saw that. Uh, my sister and I saw that in the theaters and we're just like, well, is this a funny <laughs> <laughs> But now I put it on. It's like this is so stupid. <laughs> in that good way, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe this movie needs a second look. Then, yeah, now that I know how. I, I think I didn't really know whether to take it seriously because it starts off kind of serious. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, but if it's just a ridiculous movie being ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And when you look, when I looked it up on IMDb, the guy um, I forget his name, the director directed mm-hmm. this and then doubt oh, so it's yeah. like oh this is gonna like say something and like be like super serious and yeah that, and then I, it's like wait what yeah <laughs> yeah I, I can see where that would really throw you off the scent a little bit right yeah 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 all right so I think, our, yes yeah that'll bring ratings. us to our ratings mm-hmm. so chris as you know uh from listening to our podcast we rate every movie on a scale of one to ten mm-hmm. um I, we might have a another like Kristen moment where I feel like you might change your you yeah, might change your rating. The people with the first syllable of Chris in their name <laughs> are, are somehow able to 
you know, lift our ratings a little You're bit. Right. I, Last episode, I got a, I added 0.5 to the birds because <laughs> of Kristen. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I was originally at a six, but I think I am going to bump it up another 0.5. Oh boy. Nice. So I think we're, we're going 6.5 for me. Okay. I, I, I appreciate the, uh, the sort of metaphor that you brought to the table, but I still think I'm holding steady at my six. Six. Okay. My six out of 10. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, and I will go with a nine, uh, which is, cool. you know, pretty, pretty high. I understand. But um, I, like I said, before we started recording, I, I, I'm translating my letterbox score. So I feel like that's probably a, a good idea. And it's, it's, yeah, like, so nine for me works because a 10 would be like an utterly perfect movie. And mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I, like, I will admit, this is not an utterly perfect movie to me. Like, sure. it's, it's a very good with some really funny moments, with some really good um, design and really funny comedy, but there, you know, there's there's some. It's not something that's like speaks to me. It's not changing my life or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, there, like you were saying, there's definitely a uh, focus on like a point of view and a visual style that is, mm-hmm. you know, very impressive. No matter what mm-hmm. you think of what's actually happening, like there's right. only a look and a feel to yes. this movie that. You have to admire no matter what. Well, Chris, thanks for joining us. Um, I'd like to give you a minute, just talk about uh, Parents Just Don't Understand and where people can find it and what's going on with that. Sure. Uh, so I, I was lucky enough to be asked by uh, Kurt to become a co-host on uh, Parents Just Don't Understand, which is a look at children's media through the eyes of Kurt and I are both, um, you know, young parents with uh, two, two uh, he has two two young daughters and I have a, I have a young daughter. And so we kind of just look at uh the, the children's media that we grew up with and the uh, media that our kids are consuming and what we think is good, what's working, what's not working, what, what do we dread when they ask to be put it on? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert. It's some, it's usually something on YouTube. Uh, uh-huh. yeah, yes. Uh, but um, it's just it's just a really fun time, uh, and uh, I, I was really pleased that Sean uh, came on to talk about Pixar, uh, their whole oeuvre, and uh, you know what th- what we thought was good and, and what we thought was bad, and wh- whether they're heading in the right direction. So that was a really great episode. So look look for that coming out soon. Yeah, this is a true crossover with Parents Just Don't Understand yes. and Meredith <laughs> movies, which I mean, yes. go hand in hand, right? Crisis <laughs> on Infinite Podcasts. Oh, like <laughs> the multiverse theory. Yes. <laughs> Chris, thanks so much, man. We really appreciate having you on. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on, guys. So from one movie we didn't quite understand to another movie that we didn't quite get. I don't uh, know. I it, We watched Punchline on Wednesday night. And... It's okay. It, I mean, it's, you think it's going to be a funny movie, mm-hmm. um, but it's actually kind of sad. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I guess there's a fine line between, you know, comedy and, you know, and sadness. Sure. And that like dealing with their sadness through comedy. Yeah. Um, But I just couldn't get the relationship he had with Sally Field was just weird. Yeah. It I think I would have liked the movie more if it had just been a friendship. Mm-hmm. You know that that he's helping her and she doesn't really help him in return. I wish it had been you know she's somebody that is married, you know, a family that maybe she could offer him some perspective from that way, but instead he falls for her and thinks Yeah. 
like and then they kiss and it it's just weird like yeah. maybe it's because she plays his mom in Forrest Gump so I can't get past that <laughs> yeah but I'm like ew <laughs> that's fair I for me it just seemed like they had to have the romance because every movie has to have romance yeah at that point you know I wonder if it's a product of the times mm-hmm. where you know it's it needs like, to be a love interest yeah like mm-hmm. ah we're not gonna get women to see this movie unless somebody <laughs> kisses somebody yeah. you know. <laughs> I don't, that's my, you know, 80s movie executive yeah. talking, but. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But like, why I, couldn't have, it's, it couldn't just be a friendship. There has to be chemistry. Yeah, it's so chemistry. forced. Yeah. That, I don't know. It mm. just, this movie left me cold. Yeah. Really oh, also, did. um, little uncomfortable racism. The one character that uh, Tom Hanks has in oh, his standup right. is someone's, he's speaking um, with a Chinese accent or yeah, an Asian some, accent, yeah. and and that's the funny is like, right? Oh, I don't know where I'm going, doing it all in a in an Asian stereotyped accent. Yeah, and the problem is that bit didn't need the accent either. No, it was like, funny otherwise. Yeah, it wasn't predicated on you know the, the language barrier. Being, yeah. So yeah, there's just a so, lot. Some of and that. A made. couple of the other sets don't hold up either. They're either misogynistic or mm-hmm. sexist. I just kind of fell flat. Right. And in the middle, it was really... The only thing I'll say is that um, John Goodman is awesome. Just, you, I, I oh, love I him did, in this film. I did cry at the end of this. Oh, right, yeah. And there was a really sweet, touching moment of, like, their marriage mm-hmm. that I, I did get That was the one at. thing I was very glad that they didn't steer into the, like, overbearing, domineering husband type thing. And then at the end, he accepts it. He loves it. He wants to help. Yeah. You know? Because there was element. He was like, oh, we're having a dinner party. We need dinner. Like, you need to make a dinner. Right. But as you kind of get to know the character, it was more just that she was just absent from yeah. there. It wasn't that she's a woman and needs to make dinner. It was where, you know, a, a family and we need to be helping each other to do all of this. Yeah, yeah, which was nice because then you felt good about her ultimately choosing her family as being more important than, than the comedy, the career. And yeah. Oh, yeah, because he said, you know, like, it doesn't matter what those people think we hear. I'll think you're funny and you're great. Yeah, yeah. And it was, um, yeah, you're right. That did, um, that did save it a little bit. Yeah, not much though, to be honest. No. I I gave it a five. Yeah, what did I? I oh. gave it a five point five. Yeah, it just um, I don't. Know, it didn't do it for me. No, it really didn't, and I was very disappointed. Yeah. Thursday, Sully came in for a landing, and uh, yeah, I don't know. That wasn't even that great. <laughs> I, I'm tired, you guys. <laughs> uh. This movie was interesting. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed it. However, I feel that there was a very clear point of view and a very, like, there was a reason behind this movie. I feel like mm-hmm. it was made to glorify Sully from some things that, you know, I think came out around the time that we're saying that it wasn't, like, that mm-hmm. good of a thing. Yeah, I, well, it seemed um, very one-sided. Yeah, I um like overall I was surprised. I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. Um but I did I did think that the way that it was um portrayed is that the the board or whatever the flight safety whatever that thing is called. Yeah. 
Um, NTSB. Something like that. Which isn't the battery place. Oh, yes. There's a NTB, right? Yeah, something like that. National Tired Battery Service. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's like they were out to get him the whole time. Mm -hmm. Like, they were the bad guys trying, like, and, like, maybe politics aside, I don't know. Like, it doesn't seem to me like that board would be like, we want to destroy all the pilots and we want to make them all look bad. And Yeah. That it kind of had this idea of, like, they weren't neutral. Yeah. And maybe they maybe they weren't, mm-hmm. but it definitely seemed very much yeah. like we need to make this pilot look bad. Yeah. They they definitely had an agenda, which yes. was the word I was trying to find when I was oh, introing the film. <laughs> uh Yeah, I I mean it's definitely made. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's good. The filmmaking <laughs> is uh is cool. There's a there's some weird sequences that you had a problem oh, with. Oh, yeah. There was lots of them. Um, and maybe it was the storytelling, like, they needed more. Uh, but all of it, there were too many dream sequences. Like, him dreaming of a plane. Like, it starts with him dreaming about a plane going down. But it's not that situation. He wakes up from that. And then he has a dream sequence where the um, the news reporter is like, oh, Sully is a bad person or something like that. And then he Katie wakes Kirk, up. right? Yeah, I forget yeah. who it was. That it was, I just didn't feel like that was needed. Like, yeah. we we get that he's having a tough time with this. Yeah. We don't need a dream sequence to tell us that he's wondering if he did the right thing or not. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, I didn't really like that aspect. But I thought the, the way that they handled the, um, the hearing or whatever, mm-hmm. is that, if that's what it's called. Sure. With the flight simulators and, you know, the the human element and machines versus humans. Yeah. Like, that was really cool. And Aaron Eckert, uh, that's his name, right? Aaron Eckert? Eckert, yeah. Yeah. Um, his reaction in that. Yeah, the co-pilot. Was great. He's so good. <laughs> and then, yeah, they say, is there anything you would do differently? He said, yeah, I would have done it in, in July. July. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like I said, the the direction and the acting is all there. It's just, it's kind of. Um, it was definitely seemed like biased. Yeah, yeah, very rose colored glasses, mm-hmm. which is fine. I'm not saying the man's not a hero. You know, mm-hmm. he did save people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's no, there's not really denying that. So mm-hmm. I kind of feel like this movie didn't need to be made because of that. Yeah, so you was know? it like a publicity stunt for like yeah. bad stuff that came out later or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it was, yeah, I was, I wasn't sorry I watched it. And no. I would tell, I would tell other people to watch it. Yeah. If they asked. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was a good, it was an enjoyable film. Yeah. Can overall. we just talk about Laura Linney for a second though? Yes, and how she often this, plays the same role. This fantastic actress is constantly cast as this like put upon wife or this woman with like a you know terrible circumstances where she's you know just being just always overwhelmed and stressed. Yes, <laughs> and she's better than that. Yeah, People find better roles for her. I mean that like love, love actually the role she plays. You know, oh yeah, I wasn't even thinking of that. Yeah. I was thinking more Truman Show. And um, the one with uh, Robin Williams, Man of the Year. Oh, yes. The election one. Yeah. How she's like, you know. She's just always like this concerned caretaker mm-hmm. and always sort of flustered. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I, 
we kind of both had that same reaction yeah. in like the first scene that she's in it. You're like, dang, she kind of plays the same role. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and she's a phenomenal actress that mm-hmm. she could, she can do better. Yeah. We can all do better. <laughs> but especially her. <laughs> right. Hashtag Lenny deserves better. Better. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. It's kind of lengthy. We'll work yeah. on it. We'll work on it. Get back <laughs> we'll to you. We'll work on it. So uh, what did you give Sully? Uh, I gave Sully an 8 out of 10. 8? Yeah, it was a B. It yeah. Was... yeah, that's true if you want to think of it that yeah, way. Yeah, it was entertaining. I went uh, 7.5, which is a C. You know, three quarters <laughs> of a good movie, yeah. if you want to think of it that way. Sure. Yeah, it's fine. It uh, didn't set my hair on fire, but, you know. It's... I enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm. You could do worse. Exactly. Speaking of doing slightly worse. Oh, <laughs> Ouch. A little harsh. <laughs> yeah. But yes, uh, our weekend kicked off with A Hologram for the King, which I feel like is a lesser known, like, modern Hanks. Film. Yes. I feel like a lot of people didn't see this. No. We didn't see it in theaters. Obviously, we were watching it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I was excited for this movie because it's based on a book by Dave Eggers, who I really enjoy his writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very funny. Um a heartbreaking work of staggering genius is one of my favorite books. Yeah, but what's it called? <laughs> a heartbreaking work of staggering genius is the name of the book. I don't read books that don't have pictures, you guys. I like the comics. It's a like that's a fun story. He's a he's a good writer. So I think I was expecting this to be funnier mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah. Um it, it wasn't. wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't it funny. It wasn't funny. It was interesting. And I think that is often like a pejorative, but mm-hmm. it's a very small film in that it's like simply about one man's life, really. Like mm-hmm. it's not even, there's a, you know, his job is kind of at the center of it where he's pitching um, the king of Saudi Arabia, this hologram technology. But I feel like that is completely ancillary to, like, the, you know, the conflict. No, it's more of him trying to, he's trying to prove to himself. Like, he's trying to sell himself. To to sell, no, in a way, he's trying to sell. Willie Loman over here. Yeah. He's trying to sell, like, I'm a success. Yeah. uh, Because of his, he worked for Schwinn and they sort of made a bad business decision. And it's Mm. like he's trying to redeem himself from that. And I'm a go- I'm a smart businessman, and I can make things happen. I think I entirely disagree with that. Okay. I think the film's about him coming to terms with his actions and his, even if you want to say like ambitions, having consequences on those around him. I don't. Okay. Well, think with like, he's his daughter. Trying, yeah, with his daughter with Schwinn, mm-hmm. with this company, with his wife. Mm-hmm. I think it's more about him, you know, taking responsibility for himself. But I I still think he's trying to prove himself to himself. <laughs> yeah. Like that he can be a provider and like he can fix he can fix this. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It's a it's a slower film. It's mm-hmm. deliberately paced. It's... I said in my notes, it says predictably cheesy. I didn't predict it to be cheesy at all, so I felt that the cheese was 
unpredicted for me. Well, the, we, with the the love interest. Yeah. Like that stuff. I think it was super cheesy and rather yeah, predictable. I don't think it was cheesy. I thought no? it was sweet, actually. It's... I don't know. It's a... You know, it's an age range, for sure, that we don't see it a ton in film. And I feel mm-hmm. that it... Oh, like divorce, divorcees? Yeah. Like finding new love? Yeah. And just... I don't know. I, I thought it it worked for some reason. Mm-hmm. They, you have these two people that are mostly, like, assure of themselves because mm-hmm. they went through, you know, divorces or all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, <laughs> they don't mess around, you know? It's like they don't need to have to, like, you know, date for years and mm-hmm. figure out who they are with each other and who mm-hmm. they are as themselves. They just kind of, you know, find each other and... Yeah. I didn't think it was cheesy. I don't know. I th- well, I, I also wrote down that I'm starting to see this theme of his movies, like I mentioned when we talked to Chris, that there's so little interaction and they still end up with each other. Like Yeah, but this one's different than Joe vs. Volcano because it's oh, not like, yeah, I yeah, love yeah, you, yeah. get married, let's true, spend true. literally the last the rest of our lives together because in 45 seconds we're, we're going to throw ourselves yeah, you're right, you're right. naturally occurring, you know death trap but i think it's more like they you know they feel like they deserve to spend the time with each other Mm -hmm. well and i guess the perspective of both from marriages that didn't work out do you necessarily want to waste the time like dating you know if you have a connection with someone just like right you know see how it goes yeah and there's i there's like no pressure on it they Mm -hmm. just you know kind of found each other i do wish that we um, had gotten a little bit, a little bit more of his backstory. I mean, we learned about like Schwinn and, but we don't really learn like what happened with his marriage. Didn't really know. I felt like there was more we could have gotten, um, through his backstory to better understand him. Yeah. That I, it dragged in other parts. Mm-hmm. Like the middle was really slow. Yeah. And like that thing... With the um, Danish woman, wasn't that was that where she was from? Yes, yeah, it was Denmark. Oh, like what was the point of that? I feel like that didn't need to be in there at all. When he ends up with a different girl, anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was about like he didn't need to take risks anymore. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. I felt like yeah, it was kind of slow, and like you thought that was gonna ooh that girl, and then it's like oh she's gone. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. Well, she wasn't gone. She just wasn't there the day he went to go see her. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, her her plotline probably could have been lost mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. But yeah, it was interesting. I don't... I didn't regret seeing it. I'm glad I saw it, to be honest. <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah. It's, yeah. It's funny that I'm kind of arguing for this film because I think you ended up actually giving it a higher score than I did. I think I gave it a six. Well, yeah, just slightly. I gave it a six point five. Yeah, so <laughs> it's weird yeah. though, um, mm-hmm. as we talk about it, and this it often kind yeah. of happens with us that like, as you will take a position, I will get like defend it. <laughs> yeah, I will try <laughs> or, yeah. to you know try to see the other point of it, and then as I do, it's like, oh, wait a second, maybe this was a different, and then, you know, our opinions change. Yeah, so absolutely. It's very interesting. Once we're done with all the films, we're going to go back and, you know, rate on a curve, yeah. essentially. So it'll be fun to see how that kind of 
mm-hmm. changes. In comparison, yeah. all these movies together. Yeah. So on Saturday, we got stuck in an airport with Mr. Hanks yes, as we watched did. The Terminal. Mm-hmm. And you had seen this before. I had. And I had, I think I had this on my next list to start. But I think you had it on your must. Like, before I took, before I picked my final nixes. Ah, uh, you, you did were a like, stall pole. Yes. And that's, yeah. You were like, oh, I really want to watch this one. And I was like, yeah. okay. Because I remember watching it and being very bored. And just unsatisfied. Yeah. That, and I think I watched it like when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, I, I don't know. But in rewatching it. I definitely liked it a lot more. Yeah. I still think that there it's too long and I was still very bored in the middle. <laughs> uh, but it okay. was much better than I had remembered it to be. Yeah. I I wanted to watch it because to me the story is like incredibly intriguing. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's weird. Like this guy, I didn't even... <laughs> I, I don't watch previews and... <laughs> When this came out, I probably wasn't as clued in to the movies as as I am now, you know. So I was, I all I knew was that a dude's living in the airport for like months, and you didn't know why. And I didn't know why, so I wanted to see it, and I wanted to see if Hanks could kind of, you know, pull off this um, foreign, you know, person vibe. Mm -hmm. Which spoilers, I don't think he can. Um, Yeah. Yeah, let's just talk about that because mm-hmm. I feel like you need to get the elephant in the room out. To me, Tom Hanks is the American movie star. Yes. You know? He is like, he's American, or American Pie. No, he's definitely <laughs> no. not American Pie. No, no, no. <laughs> um, he's, you know, Apple Pie, like your, like, your er American movie yes. guy. Mm-hmm. And so to have him play this guy from a fictional country? Yeah, yeah, it's not a real country. <laughs> okay. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, I'm so coming no, out I, so I'm stupid in this pretty, episode. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is a fictional place. But to have him play this man, mm-hmm. to me, is a terrible error in judgment. Yeah. And I know, like, Spielberg's fantastic... You know, and this is a Spielberg mm-hmm. movie, and he works with Hanks a lot, and that's great. But why not pull somebody in that has some kind of experience with being an other in America? And yeah, or some is, kind of culture shock, or is an or, other. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's and it's a Spielberg movie, so it's not like it's this small independent film that's like, oh, we need to have a big shot star or else nobody's gonna see it yeah he's getting a green anywhere because he's yeah yeah so why isn't it um especially since maybe it's just because now you know right now our country is hyper focused on racial disparity that Mm -hmm. you know it's just more present now than ever Mm -hmm. so you sort of re-examine some of these films and really see like wow yes like hollywood is so whitewashed yeah (laughs) that it, but it would have been um, it would have been more impactful to make to make him an other because one of my biggest problems with the movie is why Stanley Tucci's character hates this guy so much mm-hmm. and that if he were you know an other I think it could have said a lot more about our stereotypes and our prejudices 
Yeah. That, well, you know, hating on this guy. Yeah, there's a lot to be said there. I want to just clarify that I'm not talking... My point was this, and that's... Tom Hanks is never not Tom Hanks. And this yes. was my... This was my problem with Won't You Be My Neighbor? Or mm-hmm. was it Won't You Be My Neighbor? Or beautiful, beautiful Day, day in, in the Neighborhood. It was Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yeah. Won't You Be My Neighbor was the documentary. Right, yes. This was my problem with that, is that I can never look at that screen and say that that's not Tom Hanks. Yes. He was never, ever going to be Mr. Rogers because mm-hmm. he is always Tom Hanks. Yes. So to have a guy coming in and not be American, it for me, cannot be Tom Hanks. True. Because Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks. Yes. And I know I'm saying Tom Hanks a bunch, <laughs> but I just can't not see him mm-hmm. because that's who he is. And exactly. He can, he can put on an accent and talk with a gravelly voice all he wants, but it's it's not going to work for me. No, I think, but I think that makes sense. It takes away, uh, it takes away from the idea of you're not welcome here. You right. have no country. Right. That it's like no, this is your country. You're gonna get recognized anywhere you go, you know, exactly by everybody on the street. Mm-hmm. All right, now transitioning back to Stanley Tucci. <laughs> I'm not sure Stanley Tucci hated Victor. I think Stanley Tucci hated that he had to deal with Victor. Yeah, that he didn't want to have to do anything about him. Yeah, but at the end, when he all he has to do is sign a paper to let him leave for New York for a day, he's super vindictive, and he brings out all this blackmail, and is like, unless you leave here right now, I'm going to reveal all this information. Like, he's just vindictive and hateful towards him. Like, yeah, why wouldn't he I don't sign the pass and I, say, yep, see you later? The pass wouldn't solve his problem. Well, he was a day pass, and then he, he already had a ticket to go back home. He was just going to spend a day there and then go back to his country. I think they just made, just made him an evil character, but the motivations, and I I understand your point that he was trying to keep up this persona of like everything is under control and he wanted, he, he wanted him to leave so he could just call the cops and somebody else could take care of it. Yeah. But once it's all taken care of, he's not compassionate at all about it. Yeah, but that's also after they have the confrontation in front of, you know, the people that are either going to, you know, give him or not give Mm -hmm. him this promotion. Yeah. So I think at that point in the film, then he sees them as this guy that almost cost him everything that he ever wanted. Mm -hmm. So So then he does hate him. So he's angry at him at that point. But Mm -hmm. I don't think throughout the film that he wants. But then they they also, at the end, they try to redeem him, I think, when he, like, smiles as he leaves. Yeah. And I feel like they're trying to tell you that he orchestrated that entire... What, the thing, going past the guards and stuff? Leaving, yeah, when he leaves. Oh, Oh, in the taxi. Yeah. I get, like, he told the guard that to let him go? Yeah. Secretly? That um, he knew everything that was going to happen yeah. at that. And I feel like he needed, he thought he needed to chase him out. Otherwise, he was never going to go. Oh. I don't I disagree with you on that. I just think he was. I'm not saying they did it well. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I, I think they tried to hint at it. Maybe. With his facial expression at the end. Because he's smiling. Yeah. Plus, it's for, for me, it's hard because <laughs> I only 
really, I think the first Stanley Tucci film I had ever seen was Easy A, and he's mm-hmm. like the greatest dad in the world in that. Oh, okay. So I just think of Stanley Tucci as an awesome, lovable person. That's and true. And then from um, Hunger Games as well, where you're just like, oh, this guy's great. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I do love Stanley it's Tucci. It's hard for me to see Stanley Tucci as a dick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I just feel like it was a little forced. I mean, I get why he, it was all just about his persona. But then once it was over, why couldn't he have just been like... No, yep, here you go. Enjoy your time. You well, you bested me. You stayed here all this time. Meh. That oh, that was time is another thing that was really cool about the movie, but also a little bit confusing. That it took a while before they gave us any indication as to exactly how long he had been there. Yeah. Like oh for I mean, a while you're like, is this just three days? Is this three months? How long is it that he he had been there? And it wasn't until, like, halfway through the movie that we started to get, like, oh, he's been here for three months already. And then it was a total of nine months, I think. Yeah, that's what Catherine Zeta-Jones says at one point. I think there's either two ways to look at that. One is that it's a failing of the film, which is Mm -hmm. fine. And the other is that it kind of plays, like, in airports, like... I just seem to lose time, time yeah. in general, mm-hmm. like all together. Like I've had one experience where I was stuck in an airport for six hours. And mm-hmm. I, I, from the moment I arrived, I feel like I didn't know how, how long it had been since I had been there. No. Or so you feel like they're they just trying these, to make the audience feel that way too. Yeah. They're just these places where like, you know, watches just kind of lose all meaning, mm-hmm. you know? Well, then there was a really cool theme in regards to time. The, the waiting, the mm-hmm. concept of waiting, mm-hmm. and with Catherine Zeta Jones's character and Tom Hanks's character just waiting, waiting. Even Stanley Tucci in there waiting for this. The um, the cute little love story between the officer yeah. and the other guy. He, he's just yeah, waiting for his moment. So he's Saldana. That it's all, you know, his uh, Tom Hanks's father, you know, spent his life waiting for this. Yeah. All these letters. Yep. There was a really cool theme about like we're all waiting for something and but is the thing we're waiting for worth the wait? Mm-hmm. I just think the thing that I love about the movie is I, I really enjoy films or even TV shows, books, you know, whatever, YouTube channels that mm-hmm. kind of explore not necessarily subcultures, but like sub societies. And I feel like the airport is a great mm-hmm. kind of, you know, microcosm of of people with different jobs and, like, how they exist within those jobs. Like, the mm-hmm. poker games and the just the, the inner workings and the characters that exist in, like, any kind of, you know, large group mm-hmm. that is, you know, something that you don't think about. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like I didn't say that very well. No, but... no, I know what you mean. Like, the inner... The way it all works together. Yeah. To... Just any kind of, like, take, say, Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. You know? There's, like, the Gang of Thieves. And, yes. You know, not literally the Gang of Thieves. Like, that's from X-Men. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, you know, just kind of people that have their own language and have their own, like, shorthand for things mm-hmm. and, and exist with each other in these you know, often unexamined worlds. And like a camaraderie. Yeah. Because there is something interesting to be said about how the workers, all their, like, support 
Tom Hanks and want to see yes. him succeed. And then exactly. The, and then the big guys, you know, the CEOs up top mm-hmm. are trying to suppress him. Yeah. And it's ultimately the the workers, you know, working together to overcome that. And yeah. they and they all help Tom Hanks, you know, get what he get get food and mm-hmm. you know succeed in the end. Yep. So there is an interesting statement to be said about just the workings of our of our world in general. Yeah. Even. And they're all they're good and they're competent. Mm-hmm. You know the scene where um, Catherine Zeta Jones is coming off the plane and they kind of orchestrate that, oh, that thing was so where cute. Uh, Gupta like <laughs> does the wet floor yeah, and then so Diego cute. Luna drives the cart and then Chai McBride almost runs her over. Yeah, then she falls and then she falls into his lap. Just like the way that they know how to manipulate their systems mm-hmm. and you know get people to to and not necessarily manipulate but it mm. is kind of manipulative just not in the, the bad way bad way it's mm. used use their powers for good yeah you know it's just and it's in those nice roles that that are often looked down on right like service jobs yep. that are looked down on yep. but you know you see that they still have to be competent at what they do and they take mm-hmm. what they do seriously right where, exactly. where in order to make the airport work you need Stanley Tucci's and, you know, his people, but you also need these people that are looked down upon mm-hmm. as being, you know, low, um, lowly. Status. Yes. Yeah. And it's nice yeah. to bring the human element to that and that mm-hmm. you need it all to work. Yeah. That's a good point. Hadn't really thought about that until mm-hmm. now. <laughs> so ultimately, I'm very <laughs> happy that we saw this. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I just enjoyed the story. I enjoyed... The performances, the casting was great. It I was. think. Um, except for Tom Hanks. <laughs> like, it's yes. weird. No, that, you're right. Like, in this film, for a very specific reason, I'm like, the only thing I didn't like about it was Tom Hanks. Well, the, the question that we often think about with these movies is who, who could have played this besides Tom Hanks? Yeah. And some of them, the answer is nobody. Right. And I think that there are a lot of people that could have I, played this role A laundry better. list of actors that... It didn't yeah. have to be Tom Hanks. No. In <laughs> fact, it probably shouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. So low on the Hanksy scale. Yes. Yeah. Not <laughs> not too Hanksy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what was it on your other scale, your regular scale? Yeah. Well, you know... This conversation's making me uh, want to change it. Oh. Again, it was an 8. I'm bumping it to an 8.5. Oh, boy. Real-time well, changes here, yes. folks. Uh, just thinking about the that stuff you said about the airport and the operation and then, then the point that I made. Yeah. Okay. It was deeper themes than I had than I had originally thought. 8.5 from Monica. I gave it a 9. I really, really enjoyed this film. And again, the only reason it's missing out on top marks is... <laughs> because of Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> but I still love you, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening. We still love you. <laughs> why? And how did you find out about it? And also, you rule. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, so on Sunday, we round out the week with one, I think the first one where Tom Hanks really isn't the focus. No. That we have watched. And that is That Thing You Do. Exclamation point. Oh, there's an exclamation point. Yes, there is. It's oh. That Thing You Do. Oh, <laughs> okay. That thing you do. I'm just saying, there's an exclamation point at the end. I did not know that. Yes. Uh, yeah, I had seen this a while ago, like a long time ago. I remember my mom rented it because, like, she loves Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. and I kind of like half watched it as she watched it, mm-hmm. and I was like, I think I was at that point where I was still young and like 
oh, the Beatles aren't that good, you know? <laughs> like, so, this music is stupid. Yeah, I wasn't at the point where I was like, wow, they're geniuses, and I this kind of music, like, moves my soul, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I think when I first saw it, I was just kind of like, whatever, he's dumb. Um, his movie rules. This movie is so much fun. <laughs> and I this is probably the first time in a long time that I saw it beginning to end unedited. Oh, yeah. Sure. This is a movie that was on TV a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and something, you know, before DVR and before as many channels as we have now, uh, like this movie and like the replacements was like Fuck. always, always on TV. And it's one of those movies that if it's on, I'm going to put it on. Um, so it was nice to see it from beginning to end and I was able to get past. I really don't like Liv Tyler, and I don't know if it's just she, in this role. She's she annoying in Armageddon drowsy. to me too. <laughs> she looks like she's not focusing on anything. Yeah, I just don't. She's famous because her dad is. Like I don't. Well, I mean, she's not bad. Like Empire Records is fun. Yeah, I don't know. She just. I, I just feel like there are people that are way better. Yeah. Than her, so she bugs me. Her, she kind of has like a. Like, a, like, back here voice through most of it. Yeah. She's like, I wasted so many kisses on you. Excuse me. I, I'm i sorry. I, what did she say? Silly me for kissing you with my eyes closed so tightly. Like, it's just really nasally. <laughs> just impressions. <laughs> it's like really. Are off the it's like really, I gotta talk to Kristen. We gotta sign you up for comedy. It's just really, like, back there in her, like, she has, like, a flu or a cold in the movie, but it seems mm-hmm. like the whole time she's got, like, this Yeah. Thing. But other than her, uh, <laughs> this movie is so much fun. It is. The, it really is. The, um, seeing the process, like, the scene where they find, they hear themselves on the radio. Oh, man. Is just so good. It's so joyful. It's so much fun. It's so, like... Like, her running through, and then, like, the whole town. Yeah, yeah. They're calling them. Like, everyone celebrating the success mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. And then, there's just so many moments like that of... Oh, um, like, but right before the TV show. Yeah. When Steve Zahn was like, man, how did we get here? Yeah. <laughs> how did we get <laughs> here, man? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Steve Zahn is just the ultimate goofball oh in this God, movie. So much fun. And he's perfect. Like, it's not to the point where it's cloying, and it's not to and the point where... And he's not stupid. No, no, he's not. He's goofy. Like, yeah. But he's not dumb. Yeah. Oh, he gives a fantastic performance mm-hmm. in this. And the whole band does. I mean, Ethan Embry is kind of like the doe-eyed, yeah. you know, naive uh, young kid. Um, is great. Thomas Everett Scott got on my nerves a little bit at the beginning, to be honest. Well, he's... I think he plays the role well. Like, you dislike his character, and he just kind of has this, like, face all the time that's, like, super serious. you dislike him? Wait, am I thinking... Oh, I'm in the wrong... I'm I'm talking about Shades. I was thinking of... um, Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. JK. No, Jimmy... Jimmy's supposed to get on your your nerves. Yeah, And he's good. He's very good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't get with the, like, I'm Spotkiss stuff. Oh, that's funny. It's... I don't know. It seems too much. Like he's trying okay. a little too hard. I could see that. Um, he's charming too. Like he's you know throughout most of the rest of the film, he's he's fine. But mm-hmm. just like at the beginning, he rubbed me the wrong way a couple That's times. That's fair. Um, did not know Charlize Theron was in this movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's not really that. No, she's not. It a could huge have been anybody part. playing that. that Brian role. Cranston also makes another. Yeah, appearance. A strange appearance. Yeah. There awesome. were lots of people that sort of popped up. It was like Gus Grissom. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, no, there's just, uh, there's not a lot to say about this movie because it's just so fun. Like, it's just full of joy mm-hmm. and great music and just a good sit, mm-hmm. like, all the way through. The only the only criticism I have, well, I don't even say it's a criticism, but the only thing that, I guess, doesn't make it great writing is that it's very predictable. You know, because it's just the yeah. story of the one-hit wonder band, the story of how either the fame gets to you or the pressure gets to you and they end up breaking up. So it's not like you're totally surprised at what happens. Yeah. Um, but but it's okay. It's this little, you know, slice of life of this one-hit wonder band. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be, you know, couched firmly in this lore. Yes. You know, that common exactly. thing. So I don't, I would knock it for that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, you knock it for the final scene. Oh, like it's so stupid. Visual. I mean, it's this. It it ends as this like really great rom com. Like lives Liv Tyler's speech to Jimmy is just so cute. Like I mean, it's sad but cute. And then when shades come in and he's like, "When's the last time you've been truly kissed?" And it's just super cute. Mm-hmm. And like them walking away is adorable. But then the concierge turns and looks at the camera and the only thing that could have made it worse is if he winked and it made that little (laughs) ding sound that would have just and like a little sparkle in his eye i actually would have liked that no like that's what it was to (laughs) at least then they would have been you know literally winking at it yeah but like what's the point like now you just broke the fourth wall there for like no reason i just saw a nice car drive by yeah i don't like it was just it was dumb and that is annoying to me. That's, but that's fair. His character is, is a really fun minor character, but really it kind of drives a lot of the things that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fun. But like, is that what it is? It's supposed to be like he's this all-knowing person that sees everything and also sees that there's an audience watching and you're all like looking at you. Yeah. I just it just really cheapened. Okay. Cheapened the whole thing at the end. All right. Um, but overall, it's just such a fun movie. I would watch it ten more times, and I'll continue to watch it anytime it might be on uh, TV. Yeah, it's it's just real fun. Just a great Sunday afternoon movie, yes. to be honest. And you can never get tired of that song. No, no, just the, the drum beat. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's great. So good. So, oh. did you give it a 10, then? I, guess, I didn't. I, question. I no. gave it a 9.5. 9.5. Just a, it's a Liv Tyler, possibly. Is it really Liv Tyler responsible for 0.5? And that, that final, and the the final shot. The quote link. Yeah, yeah, the final shot. Nice. I gave it a 9. Uh, yeah, it's great. I don't... It just didn't have that 10 feeling for me. That's fair. But, I, yeah, it's, it's great. It's so good. It was a nice movie to end this week's uh, viewings. Yeah, yeah. So that rounded out this week, and uh, so now we have twenty-two Tom Hanks movies, three weeks in a day of yes. Tom Hanks, and uh, now you know what time it is. Power, power Hankies. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it is time for our Power Hankies. So Monica, you want to start at the bottom? Let people know what our worst five are. Yes, that sounds good. Um, so far, nothing is worse than Volunteers. Nope. That is still down at the bottom. Uh, Sleepless in Seattle is still had, uh, holding steady at uh, two from the bottom. 
Then Punchline made its way this week into yeah. the bottom three. A lot of highs and lows this week. Yeah. And then we have Charlie Wilson's War and Big. Yeah. Those are our bottom five. I think that's fair. I think because, yeah, how much Big kind of skeeves you out. Yeah. <laughs> that, it's just it so, deserves to be in the bottom It's just there. so weird. Yeah. So in the top five then, we have Captain Phillips. No, right? Nope. I can't count. Philadelphia. <laughs> Captain Phillips is number six, just by a slight margin. <laughs> Philadelphia is number five. That Thing You Do uh, made it to number four. The Money Pit is number three. Mm-hmm. Number two, we still have The Green Mile. And number one, I don't think anything's going to top it. Apollo 13. Apollo yeah. 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I think that's going to be our number one and probably Green Mile number two. Most likely. But two movies from this week eked yeah. in into our top five yeah which is weird because you look at this week and i was like okay it's a solid week mm-hmm. i guess there's some that i i think could go either way mm-hmm. but uh yeah we we had two good and one real not <laughs> yeah so not a bad week yeah you know so now we're coming into our final week our final week everybody yeah it's we have four films left to take us to thanksgiving it's bittersweet it is it is we'll talk about you know, the whole process since mm-hmm. we'll have a little more time in next week's episode. But why don't you tell everybody what we're going to watch in these final four? Yes. Our last four films coming up, we have Dragnet, then Greyhound, exclusive to Disney Plus. Mm, Apple Plus. Uh, that's what I said. Apple Plus. Yep. <laughs> Not the mouse. <laughs> yes. The fruit. And then Nothing in Common. Mm-hmm. And then we are finishing on Thanksgiving Day with Bachelor Party. That's right. And because we left it on the list, we were toying with the idea of just watching A League of Their Own on Friday just because we really like that movie yes. in general. And people were angry at us that it wasn't on the list to begin with. Yeah. But, you know, it's our list. Yeah. So it is what it Forget is. Forget you. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be back next week to talk about those. Possibly another movie if we, you know, decide we're... We're going to watch something over the weekend, which, Mm -hmm. let's face it... We probably will. Probably will happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's it for this week. Thanks so much for listening to Married at at the the Movies. Movies.